Yo, what's happening, everybody? This is Jerome checking in from the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be trying something different. We're going to be breaking down the NBA, you know, with all the trades. I mean, with all the drama, with all the anticipation. We're on volume number 121, huh? Of that quarantine lean edition of the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Man, so check this out. A little background, um, of course, again, I am your host, Jerome. Welcome to the show. It's Friday, you know what I'm saying? Not to say y'all don't got nothing to do. I know your kids probably ordering food, they home. You know, you probably got a nice little soft trap hip-hop in the background, watching ESPN, somebody about to order pizza, somebody about to come through with a couple beers and check out the game. Y'all going to be busting down your scores in regards to what's going on with the Super Bowl. So it's a whole lot going on this evening. Low key is cracking. Yeah. But so I did, if anybody, you know, if you not familiar with the chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, of course, I'd be dropping a whole lot of interesting content, you know, on this platform. Um, and share, you know, saying share the platform, support the platform, of course. But, you know, I did some things in regards to Kyrie Irving, um, Naomi uh, Kiyosaka, Naomi um, Shakara Richardson. I did a whole lot of different, I guess, takes on black athletes and um, how they have became soft. You know, so I talked about that in past episodes, but everything is decent. Everything is good now. So first things first, um, I consider myself a sports, what they call theologian. I'm a historian. Uh, I usually am right. I would say probably about 70% of the time um, I was able to predict Toronto when Toronto won. Um, of course, I called the Lakers. Uh, last year, I called the Bucks, you know, um, and years prior to that, of course, you know, it was undeniably Golden State. Um, so, and on top of that, I play I play basketball, you know, on the street. And, you know, I'm sitting in high school. I didn't do anything in high school. I ain't gonna even lie, bro. I was I was hot garbage. Uh my my eleven I mean I mean actually my twelfth grade year, you know what I'm saying? So I can't even say that I was killing, but I was I was one of them dudes, you know what I'm saying, that was just um I don't know. I messed it up, bro. I messed my opportunity up. You know, that's just really what it was. It ain't nobody but me. But from my time on the court, on the blacktop, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I played, uh, you know, intramural leagues and um, in college, you know what I'm saying? At Chicago State, you know what I'm saying? I was running open gym. They got some good runs there. I was playing the ECC. I put some, um, and, and that's Elgin Community College. I played... Um, at Harper, Harper College, you know what I'm saying? And um, what is that, Schomburg? So, you know, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? I was able to get exposed to some some pro basketball players, you know what I'm saying, in city leagues and different things such as that. But so now that, now that I kind of like, you know, put my little arm up and on top of that, you know what I'm saying, I played a little bit in the Navy. Division 318, what's happening? So um, Ben Simmons... To me, is a basketball phenomenon. He was a one and done guy at LSU. I'm from Louisiana, so you know what I'm saying. I mean, we were really, really excited uh, when Ben 
Simmons came and he was displaying, man, Magic Johnson like qualities. I was like, wow. I mean, we haven't we haven't really seen a guy like that to display qualities like that. It's been who Thasman Mitchell, maybe. Um, I think it was one other guy, but anyway, not to you know what I'm saying, I digress on all of that. But Ben Simmons was at LSU. He ended up getting drafted to the Sixers. Um, he was and still is an all-star in my opinion, uh all defensive player. Um I, me myself personally, I think he's more of a a small forward. Um, no, no, I would say power forward. Ben Simmons is from anywhere from six eight to six ten, you know, with with handles. Um and will dunk on you that is even handed in the post, meaning that he can shoot right or left handed. If he gets the ball um at the three I mean at the free throw line of the opponent. So there's something that's called an outlet pass. If he receives that outlet pass, Ben Simmons has the ability to go coast to coast in any one on three scenario. Right? So with that being said, the man is virtually unstoppable. Except he doesn't have a mid-range game. To me, um, he can't shoot. Or he chooses not to shoot. So, last year in the playoffs, of course, any basketball savant would know that Ben Simmons uh, passed up a, a dunk for, you, you know, to, to pass to, I guess, Matisse Thibel. And... I understood what he was trying to do, but why not just dunk the ball? Make a long story short, Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid um, did not support Ben Simmons. Um, well, not support. They told the truth that that was a turning point of the game and they needed that to win. And uh, unfortunately, Ben Simmons did not take too kindly of that. And he has chosen not to play for the Philadelphia 76ers. Me, myself, personally, I think that that was selfish. I think that that was soft. Um, I think that that showed that Ben Simmons is not mentally tough. But, hey, that was his decision. It cost him $31 million. So, hey. So now in the middle of the season, all of a sudden, Joel Embiid is balling. Like, not Jim Jones balling. Like, balling. Balling. That type of balling. Like. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilk Chamberlain balling. Like, this dude is going out of his mind. For anybody that don't know, Wilk Chamberlain did play for the Philadelphia 76ers as well. So, I mean, this guy's going on, I think he went on like a 10-game a streak of scoring 30 and 10 or more. Nikola Jokic is also balling, but you know what I'm saying? That's something I, you know what I'm saying, off the subject we're going to touch on in a later, later podcast. So the Philadelphia 76ers uh, basically was like, you know what? We're not throwing out the baby in the bathwater anymore. I really do feel that they should have traded Ben at the beginning of the season. Um, and But they said, hey, you know what? We're going to hit you where it hurt. It's in the pockets. But then they couldn't let Joel Embiid have a, a bogus season and him just producing like out of his mind. So now uh, let's go back to last year and we're going to look at James Harden. James Harden was in Houston. I mean, kicking it with Drake and 
you know, I, man, he out there with, you know, with the scruples, you know, he's the man, you know, he, he, he was a man, but James Harden says, you know what? They tried it with Chris Paul. They tried it with Russell Westbrook. And he was like, man, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Can you guys please trade me? This was the prior to the Ben Simmons scenario. So James Harden comes in looking like, uh, man, somebody that was just, you know, working in the steel mill. I mean, this dude's stomach is all over his, his shorts and, you know, he probably gained about 40 pounds. His face didn't got fat. You could tell, man, he had been eating. Whatever he was eating, man, blew him up. I mean, he was probably drinking a whole lot of champagne. He's just doing, he's just doing whatever. So he ends up getting traded to New Jersey, to the Nets. Kyrie Irving forced his way out of Boston. He also gets traded. For non-valid reasons, by the way. Neither one of these, you know, they just taking franchises hostage. But, you know, they were getting traded and they got their way. Okay, fine. So now, at this point in time, Kyrie is saying that he doesn't want to get the shot. He doesn't want to take the, take the jab. And James Harden is now forcing his way out of New Jersey again, saying, hey, you know what, look, I don't want to play with this guy. Um, it's over with. I'm demanding to be traded. And Kevin Durant is somewhere looking like, what is this dude talking about? Again, he abandons me again. Like low-key, Kevin Durant has some of the most disloyal past teammates that you ever want to see. Let's be honest. So the Nets and Philly agree to trade Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving. Well, no, not Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Here's where it gets really interesting at, ladies and gentlemen of the world. James Harden was saying that he could not play because of a hamstring injury. And Ben Simmons was saying that he couldn't play because he was mentally exhausted. And he did not, and I repeat, did not want to step foot or put his body in a Philadelphia 76ers jersey. Which I feel is bullshit. But either way, I can guarantee you now. James Harden is going to play for Philadelphia. And Ben Simmons is going to play for the Nets. So I guess my question is here is who is the lock to win? Who is the lock? Who's going to be the team that takes it? To the championship. Because there's no doubt about it. This Philadelphia has gotten better. Even though I don't like the way James Harden did it. Philadelphia is much better. With what they had on the court. When Ben Simmons was not playing. And also the Nets are a lot better now. With Ben Simmons. Because James Harden is not going to be there. Dominating the ball. James Harden is a dominating. Uh, figure that loves to handle the ball. I'm really interested to see. How that's going to work with Philadelphia. But now Ben Simmons could be the power forward and the rim protector that New Jersey needs. Right? 
I think both of these scenarios are going to crash and burn. And here's the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, can we say C A V S? I'm going to say it again. C A V S. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Whoa. Picked up Karis LeVert from the Indiana Pacers. Karis LeVert, ladies and gentlemen, is, is averaging 19, 4, and 4. Joel Embiid is the most dominant big man within the East. I'm going to let you guys know right now, it's no doubt about it. The next dominant big man in the East is Jared Allen. And guess where Jared Allen and Karen LeVert played at? Karis LeVert. You can't make this up. The New Jersey Nets. Can you believe it? They gave up on those two guys to get KD. Whoa. The NBA is going bonkers. So now we have to take a look at the Dallas Mavericks. And the player formerly known as are currently known as the unicorn. And this is none other than Kristap Parzingas. Once drafted to be the savior of New York. And they got rid of Iso Mello for Porzingas. Porzingas. That has, sounds like a chip. <laughs> but anyway, Porzingas. Um, has not panned out to be the player that everyone thought that he would be. Um, I think he's about seven two. He has a great uh, pull up when it comes to a three. He could also post any player up and um, cause damage all over. This guy is this guy is this guy's pretty good, but he was traded from the Knicks to Dallas. I mean, Mark Cuban bet the farm on this guy, and now he's losing the ranch on this guy because he just let him go, and he's traded now to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie. Ladies and gentlemen, guess where Spencer Dinwiddie used to play at? Hold up, I got to hit my head. You guessed it. The New Jersey Nets. It seems as though they're like they're like five degrees of separation. But anyway, Luka, Luka Doncic and um Kristaps Porzingis, they weren't seeing eye to eye because they were supposedly, quote unquote, using Luka as the scapegoat of the reason for Dallas's uh shortcomings for success in regards to the playoffs. So there you have it. Um Dallas also received Spencer Dinwiddie. A great combo guard. Uh, some people are stating that they did not, and I repeat, did not want him in Washington. Um, he was a top-tier guard at one point in time. I would say he's more of a tweener between a point and a um, 
and a two guard. Combo guard is what they call him. But he could score, especially in the middle of the floor. He's definitely, definitely explosive. But ever since that he had that surgery, since the injury, um, it hasn't been all as Goody Ma would say. Everything ain't always peaches and cream. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody out there in the SWATs that's kicking down in the mainstream. <laughs> Y'all go listen to the old school Goody Mob and please believe it's still cracking to this day. So now we're going to get to what, what to one of the franchises that I would say is one of the. I got to pause for a second because I want to I want to make sure that I'm politically correct. Confused franchises ever. Okay. Confused franchises ever. So. And we're talking about none other than the Sacramento Kings. So let me break this down for you. At one point in time, Buddy Hill, which is uh, right now top three in the last 10 years of or five years shooting threes. Um, none other than. Was it Seth Curry and James Harden? Okay, y'all look this up. This is on um, ESPN.com. Matter of fact, all the stats that I'm coming from is from ESPN.com, by the way. Um, but y'all can look that up. Uh, Buddy Heald, in the last five years, I think he's had about 1,300 threes or something like that. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers, but he's he's number three. At one point in time, Buddy Heal was playing for the New Orleans Hornets. I think they were on Hornets at that point in time. Sacramento traded for this guy. Okay, brings Buddy over. Buddy is producing. Um, but Buddy wasn't equal. He wasn't his shooting wasn't equaling playoffs or wins. So Gladi Divots, who is at, at one point in time was a general manager, I still think he may be, was like, "Yo, we don't want to pay this guy." Buddy Hill called him out on social media, was like, yo, pay me. Shaq was involved in the ownership, was like, Buddy, show us something, then we'll pay you. Guess what? They end up paying Buddy. A year later, Shaq is out of the ownership structure. Okay, then they get what was supposed to be a cornerstone of the franchise, which is Marvin Bagley Jr., I'm talking about a straight stud. Ben Simmons like numbers, left-handed, can rebound and run with anybody. They benched this guy. What? Then they draft another phenom. Which is none other than Halliburton from Iowa State. This guy last year was in the talks of being rookie of the year. He is now averaging 14.7, no, 11, no, seven assists and five rebounds and 1.3 steals a game. Guess what these people do? 
They trade Halliburton. They trade Halliburton to none other than the Indiana Pacers. Right? For Sabonis. Arvita Sabonis' son, who is also a left-handed monster. And they included another guy, too. Y'all let me, y'all have some patience with me. Just one point in time here. Man, what is everybody having for dinner tonight? Let's start there. I think I'm having um some Indian food. Me, myself, personally. Right? With extra naan bread. So. They get back. DiVincenzo from. The. Um. Milwaukee Bucks, which is really not a lot. Not when you're talking about Halliburton. It's, 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 it just doesn't make sense. Um, and it's, it's, to me, to be honest, so Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, oh, and our guy, Baby mama drama, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> hey, look, I spoke very, very highly of uh of Nick Cannon, right? But Tyree, I, I mean, Tristan, Tristan out here getting busy too. I don't know if he has the same plan as uh as Nick, because Nick is not claiming Chloe. Right? Tristan actually is. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? I digress on that. You know what I'm saying? Just to we all we all know who dude is. But yeah, they're going to Indiana. And the Kings acquired Demonis, Demontis Sabonis, which is, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a 19 and 10 guy, Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb. You know, so um that's all good. That's all good. So they have mismanaged the Sacramento Kings have mismanaged the franchise to the point to where they're letting Halliburton go. They've let Mar Marvin Bagley Jr. Go and they let Buddy Hill go, which was, this is what they call in the NBA, ladies and gentlemen, a total rebuild. They're rebuilding the franchise. Um, Marvin Bagley Jr. is going to Detroit where I think he's going to he's going to see some playing time there and hopefully he plays um, in regards to what's going on. So, you know, so that's a good thing. I'm not exactly sure the reason why Indiana let go of Sabonis. Um, not exactly sure what that was all about, but I guess it was time for them to go. And Sabonis actually looked good with the Kings. The Kings won their game. My guy Spider Mitchell is going to be stepping up um, him and De'Aaron Fox. So 
we're going to see what the future holds in regards to that. Um, what do you guys think? What are your favorite? What are your favorite trades during the um, during this trade deadline? I think I think mine was the Karis Levert trade. You know, so man, y'all tune in to the Chicken and Kool Aid podcast. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're gonna be adding a lot more sports content. I'm finally comfortable getting away from the political content. I mean, it's Black History Month. I'm I always go back to it, but you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm trying to get into other spaces, uh, gain other listeners, gain other perspectives. I'm tired of stressing out over black America all the time, and I never see any change. The only thing I could change is what's in my own personal home. So hopefully you all enjoyed the content. Uh, man, like my channel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like my channel, share my podcast. Uh, I'm on several other platforms, so... I'm going to be branching out as promised. This YouTube page is coming. So salute to everybody, man. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay real. And thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Volume number 121, where I broke down my short but sweet aspect on the NBA trade deadline. I'm going to holler at y'all.